Hello, I'm the Nostalgia Critic. I remember it so you don't have to. Once upon a time, there was a movie called The Neverending Story, and it kicked ass! In my opinion, it was one of the best family films ever. It had great atmosphere, creative characters, a complex story, and some real legitimate drama. So when I heard there was another movie, I got excited as hell. I loved the first one, I couldn't wait to see another one. It blewed. I mean, what a cheap follow-up. For a film series that was so gripping and even challenging for younger viewers, NeverEnding Story 2 gave us a really watered-down, half-assed version of its predecessor. What a disappointment. So, let's see why the NeverEnding Story should have... ended. First of all, I should point out that none of the original cast is in this movie. The characters are the same, but none of the same actors play them. I guess you could argue that the actors were too old by that time, but if Hermione's breasts are still in high school, then I'll believe any age that you throw at me. So our first big replacement is the overly imaginative Bastion, who's played by Jonathan Brandis. Yeah, you remember. The hallucinating nutball from Sidekicks. Does this kid ever play someone mentally stable? Now granted, the one downside of the first film was the actor who played Bastion. He was kind of a wimp and really annoying. But that all changes here. In this film, he's really a wimp and kind of annoying. So I guess it balances out. On top of that, it's just not that great a performance. I mean, it's better than the first film, but I'm- <clears throat> Yes? Don't act like you don't see me. What? What are you talking about? You've been ignoring me since the beginning. Don't act like you don't know why I'm here. No, I don't. I mean, what, is it the Jonathan Brandis kid? I mean, what about him? You know he committed suicide. Oh, you're gonna break that Everybody's thinking about it, they're wondering if you're gonna address it, and you're just tap dancing around it like some sort of idiotic moron. Alright, fine. I'll address this. In 2003, Jonathan Brandis committed suicide. Any death is tragic, and this one is no exception. And you know what? His acting wasn't half bad. I remember him on Sequest and Ladybugs and stuff. Even though the film choices weren't always great, he usually did okay. He's a relatively decent actor. I just don't think he did especially well in this movie. It's not his fault, I mean, it's a horribly written character. He's a dumbass, as you'll see in a few moments. So, just to make it clear, I have nothing against Jonathan Brandis as a person. Fair. Is that good? Gee, that was awkward. You know, fuck you, you goddamn elephant! Oh, no, 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 not that, not that. So we see young Bastion in his swimming class where, Hi, Speedo! Where his teacher calls him Hi, Speedo again! And wants him to try out on the big board, hello, humorous clown shorts. We're gonna start with the high board. <laughs> but it turns out that Bastion is afraid of heights and has trouble confronting his fears. No, nobody said there'd be diving in diving class! I got a cramp. I wimp factor, Bastion. Sorry, coach. So he doesn't jump off as he goes home to a disappointed father, played by your standard Alan Thicke impersonator. Well, addressing is common courtesy, Bastion. I mean, I... something you ought to learn, by the way. Look at that old rag you're wearing. He has a point there, Bastion. You do sort of look like an outworked Star Fox pilot. Mom made it. Ouch! You need me again? No, no I, I'm good. Yeah. Sebastian goes upstairs and pouts about how his relationship with his dad isn't as good as it used to be. Hey, uh, just a random question here. Um, remember how in the last film it ended with him flying a luck dragon over the city, chasing down some bullies and exposing a never-before-seen creature in front of hundreds? Um, are we just never gonna address that? Didn't make the news or anything? 
Flying luck dragon eats children that, that never made the front page. Well, surely someone must have Twittered about it. So Bastion goes to the only returning actor in this movie, the librarian, as he's trying to find a book about how not to be a pussy. I'll look in my section on courage. But he suddenly hears a whispering voice from an old familiar book. That book asks too much of you. But it's the never-ending story. I've already read it. Ah, but have you ever read a book twice? Books change each time you read them. For example, if you read the Velveteen Rabbit again, it's really about Nazis! I really want to read it again. No, 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 no. Let me borrow it, please! No, Bastion! Stop, don't come back. So as Bastion goes to read the book again, he finds it truly is a little different. Well, that's inviting. He finds that the orange symbol on the front can actually be taken off now. But not only that, he can enter the fucking book! Fantasia. Eh, just pray it's not Fantasia 2000. The annoying celebrity cameos will be through the roof. So while Bastion admires how... modelish Fantasia looks, we cut to the hideout of our villain, who lives in the terrifying Castle Cliché. I came as fast as I... Eh, I guess she had to put her face on. This evil villainess is Zaida, also known as the Emptiness. Yeah, because that doesn't sound anything like the nothing, does it? I don't know why she looks like Jessica Rabbit while skydiving, but I do know she has a diabolical plan to destroy Bastion as well as Fantasia. Every time the Earthling uses Orin to make a wish, my new invention makes him lose a memory. With each wish, the liquid in his head forms a memory ball. What happens when the Earthling has lost all of his memories? The beaker at the bottom is full. And the Earthling's head is empty. Oh please, you can show him Biodome and it'll have the same effect. So Zaida sends her henchman Nibbly to greet Bastion and try to trick him into making some wishes. You have Orin. It fulfills all of your wishes. So Bastion admires Silver City, not Mexico, as he looks around and admires just how... Weird it is. Everything seems fine in Fantasia. Fine? Fine? Maybe for Burning Man, this is pretty fucked up to me. But then Zaida sends down her pretty silly looking minions to spread chaos throughout the town. Ah, so you think you can stop me, do you? Yeah, Kakadouche has a point. Why don't you just wish them away? Just wish! Uh, hi, this makes no sense. I mean, I know if he makes a wish he loses a memory, but... He doesn't know that! His life is at stake, why doesn't he just wish them to blow up or something? I'm safe! And an idiot. <laughs> so he falls down some sort of secret chute as he comes across... I don't know. But they provide a way for Bastion to talk to the childlike Empress. We need your dreams and stories to exist. But the people in your world no longer believe in us. They have no time to give us names and stories. I play violent video games and reality TV. Only you can save us, Bastion. You are my last hope. Help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. You're my only... 
So it turns out Bastion not only has to find the evil, but he also has to name it in order to destroy it. The Empress is being held prisoner, and before we can fight the force that is holding her, I must give it a name. Well, why don't you name it after your mother, like in the first film? What was her name again? Yeah, call it that. But luckily Atreyu shows up to help Bastion on his quest. And give him some credit, they actually did pick a Native American kid this time. People talk about a castle that looks like a hand. Some say that's where the giants come from. So that's where we should be heading. Just don't ask us to go through any swamps of despair. My horse is still a manic depressive. The only point of living is dying. Shut up, Artax. So Bastion gets the idea to wish up a giant monster to go after the evil castle. But that sort of backfires. Zoom, motherfucker! Zoom! What are you gonna do? Chase it! Did somebody say chase? Falcor! Hey, it's our favorite flying tampon! <laughs> so they go after the fire-breathing monstrosity as they bravely load the stock footage from the first film! Hey look, a tree is suddenly a lot taller and white! Oh, hey, um, just an idea here, um, why don't you wish the fucking thing away? In fact, why don't you wish all the bad guys away? This makes no sense! If he makes a wish, he loses a memory. Yeah, I got that, but why doesn't he just wish the memory machine away? They never say there's any limitations, so this movie should be over in like two seconds! He can just be like, I wish for a gun! I wish for that machine to disappear! Bye. So the dragon is zapped by the evil castle as they come across an old familiar friend, the rock biter, and the sun? Don't ask the graphic details about how we reproduce. Let's just say I should use rock control. Meanwhile, in the real world, Bastion is missing, and his father goes looking for him at the bookshop. I found this book in my son's room. It has your address inside the cover. Where? I saw it there myself last night. <laughs> Look, we just sell Mogwais and Frogert. Anything else isn't my department. Maybe... When did you last see him? Maybe you'll find the explanation for your son's disappearance inside. Inside my trunk. He's quite the little fighter, I tell you. So Atreyu meets up with Bastion as they try to figure out a way inside the fortress. So that's the plan. Three arrows? That's your plan? Yeah, Napoleon himself couldn't have come up with something better. It's dangerous, but it just might work. The second arrow looks especially dangerous. So they try sneaking into the castle while the lasers seem to be playing Missile Command, but Bastion gets caught in one of the beams. You saved my life, Atreyu. Yes, but you would have done the same for me. Right? Right? Sure. Oh my god, this kid's a dick! Is that really what you want to say to your rescuer? If someone saved you from a burning fire, would you be like, Oh, thank you so much. Just a heads up, uh, if you were in the same situation, burning alive in a tall building, I would probably get pizza. Nothing personal, I just can't stand your guts. So the guards come out and try to stop them from entering the castle. This looks like a job for Fabergé eggs! Go! 
So while this Mexican fiesta is going on... Bastion manages to get inside, but Atreyu is caught by the guards. Okay, seriously, he's not wasting a wish to save his best friend? What kind of asshole kid is this? I see more kindness at a skinhead rally. We need weapons. I wish for a spray can. What you bought? A fucking spray can? That's the best you can come up with? Where's the imagination in this kid? I thought he was like the last great dreamer or something. All he can think of is a fucking spray can? The fantasies he thought up in sidekicks were more impressive than this. In fact, he should just wish for Chuck Norris. Yeah, they could turn everybody into ninjas, have a rockin' battle, everything would be awesome. It'd be the coolest adventure ever. But no, we get spray cans. Honest to God, spray cans. I have no remorse for this little idiot if something bad happens to him. I am Zaida. I admit defeat. So, you're the one who makes everything empty. I control all that is empty. Just to control things, you destroy stories and books. Sounds like the producers. So she tells them that she can release the childlike empress, but only if she's closer to the tower. So they take her as a prisoner to the tower where they, whoa, what's up with Falcor's eyes there? I am not going to carry that woman. Was he just like possessed by the devil for a second? Stick your cock up her ass, you motherfucking worthless cocksucker. So Bastion rides with Saida in a pretty stupid looking parade float as Bastion's dad goes back to the bookstore, only to find everything's disappeared. Looks like there hasn't been a bookstore here for a long time. So literally the books just disappear because nobody's reading them? Come on, this isn't nearly as subtle as the first movie. That's like saying my Nintendo will disappear if I stop playing with it. No. No. You'll stop the playing with me! Why? Why? Enjoy your PlayStation 3, cock maggot. <laughs> so while they're in Zaida's stained glass dreidel, she starts to convince Bastion that his friends are out to get him, and that she's the only person he can trust. How can you believe her? How can we even be sure she's going to help us free the childlike empress? I can tell when someone lies to me. I'm sure we can trust a woman who lives in a spidery castle and has tried to kill us on several occasions. So she continues to turn Bastion against his friends, mostly because he's stupid. You're jealous because I have Orin and you've come to take it away from me! Every time you use Orin, you lose one of your memories. Why don't you just go back and play with your buffaloes, country boy? Idiot wisher! So they both get in a fight, and Bastion tosses Atreyu off the rock. You ever notice Atreyu is sort of a shitty great warrior? But Bastion finds out what a prick he's been when he sees everything Atreyu said was true. Unfortunately, Falcor has flown him away before Bastion could apologize. Bastion goes after him as his father discovers that the book really is alive, and that Bastion's life hangs in the balance. Zaida and her giants drove through the earth and into the underworld of Fantasia. Here they could travel with the speed of darkness, which was faster than the speed of light. Bullshit! They would find Bastion in no time, and force him to make his last wish. But luckily Nimbly has a change of heart as he tells Bastion how to get back. Behind those rocks, you will find a path through the mountains. Come with me. He who spies and flies away lives to spy another day. Yeah, I don't get it either. Goodbye! 
So Bastion makes it to Falcor, only to discover that Atreyu has little to no life left. I have two wishes left, Falcor. You will have lost your most precious memories. My mother. And my father. Well now wait a minute, he still has memories of Fantasia, he still has memories about how to talk. How can he be down to his last two? I wish for nothing more in the world than for you to live, Atreyu! Well, you got both wishes. Atreyu lives, but there's nothing more in the world. Good! But then Zaida finally shows up. I guess the speed of darkness is pretty slow, considering they just now caught up with him. Make your wish. Yes, Zaida. I will make my last wish. I wish... for you to have a heart. Drat! I've been foiled by the power of love! Uh, no, 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 it's, it's cool. What? Yeah, yeah, they got taken care of. Oh, man, the one time I can use this fucking thing and it doesn't do shit! So, because hearts apparently cause people to explode, Fantasia is back to normal, and the childlike empress is set free. You have found the only wish powerful enough to save us, Bastion. Apart from I wish Fantasia was saved. Why didn't you do that again? But Bastion still has to go home, and unfortunately, the only doorway back is the ironic one. That's the way home? Yes, Bastion. The only way. There is also the tunnel of fluffy pillows, but it's being repainted. So Bastion makes his leap of faith and finally returns home. <laughs> the only upside in any of this is that while the credits roll, I get to hear that kick-ass song again. interesting, the message is taken way too literally, and of course, the logic just makes no sense. Why would a kid who can wish for anything, wish for nothing? He has the powers of a god, and what does he fucking wish for? A goddamn spray can. This movie is bullshit from beginning to end. But, on a happy note, I am very satisfied that this is the very last never-ending story movie. They never made another god-awful sequel that I would have to review. This, this is a never-ending never story, story three. three! This, this is a never-ending story, story three! Come on! Why are you never-ending story three? 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 Why are you never-ending